What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We start off 2023 by revisiting the origins of the Two White Lights that you know and love today. Um, back in 2020, Steve DeNovi and I got to talking about comparing teams and um, powerlifting teams to NFL teams. We're both big football fans. And we had did an episode on it, and then after that episode, we both knew that it was meant to be. We have to do this forever, and we revisit that, and we grade our own comparisons. We give new comparisons based on the two-year span from what it ha- from when it happened. A really fun episode. Um, I mean, Steve Denovi and a lot of our listeners are big football fans. There's a lot of, you know correlations between just our fans and us uh so just a fun episode to record a lot of debates a lot of back and forth and talk a little powerlifting talk a little football it's one of those fun episodes of two white lights and i think a good way to start off 2023 so be sure to listen to this on spotify subscribe to us there give a five-star rating apple podcast as well leave a five-star rating leave a review there as well those reviews help also subscribe on twowhitelights.com and also go to the shop Two White Light Shop and get yourself some merchandise. We got a lot, of, a lot of athletes. We have a lot of people uh, that have discount codes. So make sure you're checking out all the merchandise we have on twowhitelights.com. And uh, without further ado, here it is Two White Lights. Oh, baby, I like it, boy. classic the the origins of two white lights is going to be revisited in this episode or the two white lights that you guys know and love yeah this is this is bringing it all back to how this bromance started with nfl team and coach comparisons mm-hmm. uh yeah it not only the the co-hosting part but even like the the uh interest in the instagram page because i would i would argue the instagram page was a little uh muted until maybe we, we you posted some spicy comparisons and really mm-hmm. kind of blew up the interactions and the two white lights instagram page went from like less than a thousand followers to almost ten thousand now yeah um and i think that was i would love to look at the analytics just on that exact day where we started posting the football comparisons but then also <clears throat> the 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 Kevin can Detroit lions one that was, I mean, that was a start of negativity on two white lights that, uh, yeah, that we've become very well known for. Yeah, that was, that was the start of it. And, uh, it's, it's become a, a staple from now on. And so I, I, I just think it's, it, we, we've gone almost two years now from that. So I think it's just time to revisit. I think it's time to revisit and rate ourselves I don't know if we do want to do like a, a grade scale rating or a one to 10 rating on what the actual comparisons played out. And do we still agree with those or do, do they suck? Because some of them are not good. Some of them looking back were not great comparisons. 
Um, <laughs> then make some new ones because honestly, we've got a little bit of a shuffle. Some of the same teams aren't as prominent. We've got some new up and comers. So kind of let, let it's going to be like a, a, a biannual thing. Is that the right word? Yeah. Every, every two years kind yeah. of revisit and, and redo these coach comparisons. Well, we're testing two things. We're testing our knowledge of football, which if you're a football fan, you know you are going to have cold takes about a team or just absolutely incorrect teams about a team's future probably three or four times a year. And then also just our takes on powerlifting, which we both know that we also get wrong. So it's a big, it's a good mix for us to get things wrong. Um, Yeah, um... So where do you want to start? Because the very first one we did was Joey Flex, or Team Flex, or the Flex Training Systems and the New England Patriots, and I'm going to rate that one a B plus based on a yeah, rating. Because I mean, it depends I, on wh- how you view No, because the we, Patriots. we have to make a determine. Well, that's one of the things when we, when we do new teams, we need to only do future forward. When we did the original ones, there were some that were future forward and some that were based off of past precedent. Like the Patriots was more based off of past precedent because Brady had already left at that point. That's one of the reasons we went mm-hmm. with the Bucks for Marcellus. So the Patriots were based off of the past. And I agree. I, I would give it an A, maybe not an A plus, but I give it an A because I think the, the flex reign is still going on. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't think anything we made there was inaccurate. We weren't talking about the Patriots moving forward. We were talking about the Patriots of the past. So I definitely agree there. But if, if we're going to do, when we when we come back around and do flex again, we're going to have to change it. Because if we're looking at future four, the Patriots aren't going to work. Well, I mean, it depends, though, because this is what I was looking at. I was, this is pre-USAPL IPF split when we made these comparisons. And it, it that to me reminds me of like Brady or like half the team moving away. You still have the coach, even though they're still coached under the same person, but yet piecing it together, like in the USAPL, they're still a playoff team, right? They're still one of the top teams and it happens in the NFL too. It's like the Patriots have this season where everything's kind of a mess. Um, you know, it's like an unsure, they're unsure with what they're doing at quarterback and they put a few things together, and boom. They might be in the playoffs next week. Or when this, yeah, like next week, the, the Patriots could be in the playoffs, and they were in the playoffs last year. They just are always there. And they're and if you, if you like, kind of, like, group it all together again, maybe you put Tom Brady back on the Patriots, they're potentially a dynasty. So, like, or they're potentially that same dynasty that we all, like, grew up with. And, um... I, I guess this is a, the difficult one because, like, I'm going all over the place on takes. But going into Nationals this year, because I'm going to base things off of USAPL stuff, and we're both USAPL pe- people. Um, you have po- lifters in Powerlifting America, but I don't know if you're <laughs> if you're going to be allowed at any of those meets. So I, I, I'm i still looking at the USAPL, and even, even in spite half of Flex's team being in Powerlifting America in the IPF, He's still one of the top teams. Oh yeah, but again, take I just, away the I roster, just, I, still I, a top team. I get your argument there, but I don't know if I could say future forward. He's the Patriots. That was more a comparison of the past dynasty. If I'm looking at the past of comparing him to the Patriots and and the length of time that they were a dynasty, 
he still very much resembles that because they're still very much a dynasty. Multiple world championships, uh, national championships this year, uh, junior lifters up and coming still. So um, even though I'm looking at that roster, it is a little bit different. Some of the people we mentioned on there, it is a little bit of a shakeup from that. But, I mean, he's still got that core of Russ, Amanda, Mikey, Keiko, and, and Delaney, and, and Jesus. Jesus. That's kind of like yeah. their – yeah, that's their that's – their, their core right now that yeah yeah i would would agree with that but if there's a team that you could possibly replace with the patriots what would you pick i think i was leaning towards the bills the bills are yeah i think i was i mean again i have i have comparisons for all the teams kind of written out i was kind of leaning towards the bills with the patriots right now um yeah i obviously have they obviously have a lot of studs bills do too um Honestly, the, the, and the reason I think the Bills are good because I think the Bills are an hundred percent a Super Bowl contender, but they're not outright the favorites like the Patriots just dominated for so many years. Which I think we're at a point now. Flex is no longer just the walk-in favorite at any meet he goes to with his team. We have some other teams now rivaling him, so the Bills are right there. Where the Bills, if I was to pick the Super Bowl champ this year, I think the Bills are my favorites, but they can lose. They're beatable. Mm. Yeah, that's actually that's that's a that's a really good comparison there because it's it's just um it's a team that if you go into the future, I don't think if you look at the Bills as, as they are a team right now, you look at them just five years down the road. I can't confidently say that they'll be a dynasty or they'll just continuously win. And that's the same thing with Flex; like they're going to be up there. And really, if I'm looking at a bunch of the powerlifting teams right now, I'm really only looking at two kind of dominating, maybe three. We'll get to the third one later. But I could see two teams, like, just dominating based on the current roster that they have. And that reminds me of the NFL, too. Like, there's two or three teams I could see dominating in the future, but I can't see any of them pulling away and having, like, a six uh, or a six championship run or six Super Bowl run like the Patriots were able to have. Like I just don't, I just yeah, don't I, see that from any of those teams. I mean, we may, we may never see that again ever in in NFL. Um, and I, I don't want to say you won't see that in powerlifting too, but I think powerlifting has diversified a bit. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think as we continue to grow, there's more coaches. I don't. I mean, we 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 constantly see a shift. I mean, if you go back to 2014, it was DeNovo and and TSA, and then there's been there's been constant shifts, but it's, it's a growing market where I it's going to be harder for one team to pretty much saturate the market like I think Flex did for a little bit. So I think that's where we could – we could. I, I like the comparison of, of shifting to the Bills um, because it is undoubtedly a top team, arguably Josh Allen, the best quarterback, and Stefan Diggs, one of the best wide receivers. But they well, he's him. are not – Stefan Diggs is yeah, I'm him. Not, I'm so... not going to use it. <laughs> Stephon, but all right. Yeah. I'm going to use it if Stefan Diggs used it because Stefan Diggs used it. You know, he's the originator of. It. Well, yeah, Stefan Diggs can do that because he isn't. He make like twenty something million a year, and he's plays in the NFL. That's a, that's a pretty and cool time Diggs. to be able to use it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of a cool time to use it. Other than that, I don't know if I'm ever if in, in, in the in the terms of powerlifting, I'm not going to get behind it. But if there's someone who's him in powerlifting, it's Russ, right? I mean, that's why he kept on using it because he loves Stefan Diggs. We did it with TSA with uh, Hani loving Aaron Rodgers. Like, okay, let's give him the Packers. So. Yeah, Packers. Yeah, I mean, I get that. the reason is the Bills. So, all right. Yeah, well, I like that comparison. Yeah, I do too. I, I actually think that's a solid one there. Um, all right. So, which one do you want to do next? 
Well, let's just keep going. Well, I mean, we'll go in order of the ones we went through, and then we'll add some. So next one is TSA, the strength athlete. Yeah. This one's interesting, though, because we did this pre-breakup. There's been yeah. a bit, I mean, that we talked about cause some things. Chris, yeah, I mean, the, the, the athletes we had listed, Christina Paraki, Eric LaPointe, Kyle Power, Serena Abwe, and uh, Pug, only one is still with TSA. It's kind of interesting, but honestly, is that not kind of the Packers? Yeah. Did they not have a, a bit of a breakup? And it's it's mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, I would say, uh, I, I have so much respect for TSA. I'm a former TSA athlete, but in the comparison of looking at where they were in like 2017 to 2019, um, they're quite, they're not quite up there um in the sense of their like high level athlete competitiveness and so i mean we've kind of seen that with the packers with Devonte adams leaving they're having a little bit of more of a rocky year this year so i don't think i'll give it a i'll give it a i like i like b plus for the packers because i think that was a good analogy and i think how it played out even going forward um resembled the strength athlete as well yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking too. Um, they're so well recognizable. Um, just the, if you, if you bring up the strength athlete, people know the coaches and people know like kind of the history too of TSA, and um, and I, I think they can get revitalized. It's actually one of those interesting things in powerlifting. It's like okay, what happens when one person leaves and the athletes they bring, like what happens um, to the reputation of the team and what happens to how people view them. And I still think that there is a very positive view with TSA with the amount of coaches that they have on, but you know, it's just, it's hard to find yourself a new lifter. Who's just going to be a national champion, <laughs> especially when like Joe, the, you know, the person who left was kind of the, the new guy and the younger lifters went to the new guy. And then once they left, like they went, you know, kind of, they followed suits um, I did like how I was not mentioned in the TSA thing, and I think I didn't mention myself in the caption was because the comparison was to the Packers. And were I you good then yet? Were yeah, you any I good was, at lifting at that point? I was I was better than Pug. <laughs> well, I was though. He was mentioned. I was better. You wrote you wrote strong. the caption. So, no, I, I think I didn't write myself in the caption because I didn't want to put myself in part of the Green Bay Packers. That was that was a little bit of um you know, me being the me being the guy who writes the captions being like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not going to let the Green Bay Packers have this, even though it makes absolutely no sense or no real connection aside from a made up one that you and I did. But I I still tie it to the Green Bay Packers. I just like how I'm almost a hundred percent positive I didn't mention myself just because I want to distance myself from the Green Bay Packers. Or have anyone else I make think. those jokes? I wish I will forever remember that you should have been in that then, and I will refer to you as a, a former Green Bay Packer. Former? I mean, at least it's former. Makes it sound like I'm well-traveled. I Yeah, you know, and also those power very rare, the, the, power, the power lifter who's a part of two teams. Not too many people. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's a fun little thing to think about. Even though I never wore the TSA logo, and I always wanted to, but all right, so we're gonna see the Packers here. What do we I, rate ourselves? I I give me a, I, I give us a B. Because I gave a B plus. We, yeah, we didn't foresee what we 
what was going to happen. Yeah, we didn't know the split was coming. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna. I'm, I would call TSA in a little bit of a rebuilding phase. I mean, I don't know if I can quite I, call the Packers rebuilding because they're still until Aaron Rodgers dies. Until Aaron Rodgers leaves, so I'm trying to think of a good comparison of a or, a team. Honestly, the one we're gonna go next is actually a pretty good comparison, in my opinion, because I would I I might strip it from. I don't know if I want to strip it from. Next up is RTS and the Steelers. I honestly think the Steelers isn't a bad example of what TSA is currently in, in the sense of like a a very uh, well established team who's in a bit of a re- rebuild phase. That yeah, a, that's actually a, a long, good one. A long, a long history of like of great performance, but is in a bit of a rebuild, and just be, and you know they're going to come back. I mean, Pittsburgh always comes back. I mean, they've never been like the Bears where they suck for twenty five years. Yeah, I, yeah, I like I like the I like the Steelers. I think I like the Steelers for TSA. Moving, yeah, forward. I do too. If we're gonna pick another team, it would be the Steelers because again, you can always go back on the past. But again, if you kind of take away things, you know their organization is good enough. Where say a young and up and coming lifter wants to be part of TSA, it's like all right, they'll probably be good. They'll probably be able to coach this person to have a lot of success in powerlifting. Same thing with the Steelers, like being able to draft people. And once the Steelers draft a person, you're like. They're gonna be good. It's it just always happens. It just you, yeah. you kind of, and that's what being like well established coaches do yeah. for your team. And you you and you've got the same core there. You've got Mike Tomlin at the head. He hasn't left. Mm-hmm. You got Bryce in the lead. He hasn't left. So yeah, I like the Steelers. I think that's a good comparison of, of where they're currently at. All right. Then do we want to? You want to throw? Well, do we want to throw game since game day did not exist? Do we want to throw game day in now, or we want to come back to the new teams after? Yeah, we can do game day now because um, I, yeah, I think that the the big feature of this is adding new teams to the NFL comparison. And game day so, um, is a new, newer I, team, and I think you had a good one. Yeah, I've got it for sure. This is an easy one. The Eagles, arguably the most talented team in the NFL on paper. Like, the Eagles' talent on – and they're showing it. I mean, they're playing amazing. But they've got one issue, and it's currently happening right now. Can Jalen Hurts be the one to lead them in the Super Bowl, or is he going to have issues with his his one is being a running quarterback where he's currently hurt, a.k.a. can Angelo figure out his bench press? <laughs> I Well, I thought you were going to go Cincinnati Bengals on this one, which is almost the same thing. But um, we are all, everyone's confident that, well, I mean, I don't know, because the Cincinnati Bengals just suck in the first half and finish off amazing. That's kind of like what a deadlift does to you, right? Like, you're going to suck early on and lose on the subtotal, but if you have a I, good second half or a deadlift, you're, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be up there. The, like, the reason I went Eagles, though, because I got, Beng- I got Bengals for someone else. The reason I have Eagles is for the depth. Like, game day is deep. There's a reason you guys are second in the Pro Series standings, um, and it's only adding to it. I mean, with Bam Bam, um, Keenan Lee, and some later newer additions, like, game day is just deep, and I think that replicates the Eagles really well, um, as well as I just yeah. needed something to make fun of your bench press. So, And the fact yeah. of the matter is, I think with Jalen Hurst, they can win a Super Bowl. Like, I think Angelo could win Nationals without ever benching very well. I think it's possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, 
I mean, if you're going to make the comparison to Jalen Hurts, I think the room for him to develop throwing the ball is there. You know? So, it's like, does he have to be an Aaron Rodgers quarterback? No. Similar to my bench press. I don't need to have a Sean Noriega bench press in order to be successful. I could be decent at bench pressing, and that will possibly win me nationals. It's just being decent at it, not being as good as Russ. Well, nor, I mean, I would have, to, I would have, I would still have the worst bench of everyone at nationals in that weight class. But as long as I'm decent enough at it, the other skills that are had. Well, your uh, your squat is Devonte Smith, and your deadlift is AJ Brown, and so it doesn't matter about your bench if you have those two wide receivers. They're probably going to catch the ball anyways. Yeah, well, my bench is Gardner Minshew. It's good enough. You're giving your bench. You you are giving your bench a lot of credit there. Gardner is <laughs> the <I>? goat. <laughs> oh yeah, because I was about to say I'm like uh, Jalen Hurts Gar- is a fantastic, fantastic quarterback. If we were comparing players to podcasts, Gardner Minshew is massonomics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, uh, yes, that is. Yeah, we well, well we got we got to make that graphic. Which that's a compliment. That's not even a troll. I mean, if you don't like Gardner, if you don't like Gardner Minshew, considering this is America, you should get the hell out because Gardner Minshew is a national treasure. But yeah, Jalen Hurts can throw the ball pretty damn well. I wouldn't qualify Jalen Hurts' throwing ability to my bench press. Um, Gardner Minshew, maybe he can play quarterback. Like I could bench press, but is he as good as? Going up against like Dak Prescott, who's kind of mid. No. Andy Dalton <laughs> at times. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I like that one, uh, Eagles. I thought you were going to go Bengals on that one, um, but I'll take. And I, you, you are right because the depth of game day is very good. I think they have a lot of good coaches under them. Joe has a roster of the of killers. Um, you have the overall favorite to win seventy five kilos and. You know, a guy who could possibly dethrone Taylor Atwood. Um, you have uh, the international uh, lifter. Um, him and Rondell are going to go at it. And, you know, he's a potential national champion there. If At the very least, a podium spot. Uh, you, you got a lot. Of, and you got Dan Clements, who, again, like, if you go into nationals this year, I think people are still going to put him as favorites, as a favorite even in spite of losing, but he is a former national champion as well. Um, and I think many consider him to be the best 66, 67 and a half kilo lifter in the world. So there's a lot there. There's a lot there on that team that, um, that can, that can really, I actually think could push, you know, craft and flex. I really do. I agree. I think the pro series standings are going to be a little bit closer come next year. So. Yeah. We just, yeah. And also injury problems. Austin Perkins. Perkins is, you know, 75 kilo national champ. Would have been if he didn't get hurt. I'm confident in saying that. Yeah, and honestly, I'm trying to think who's Dallas Goddard. I think he's a pretty underrated tight end. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good comparison there. All right, so then you want to move on to RTS? Yeah, RTS. We had the Steelers. We we said that, you know, honestly, the Steelers at the time were still the Steelers. They had Roethlisberger. I think this was, was 20, 
2021 the last year that they were kind of hyped up? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess that was kind of the last year where they were hyped up because going into last year, I think people kind of knew there was a downturn. So at the time, it was I think it was a really good comparison, but it didn't play out well because we, we picked the Steelers because of the longstanding legacy, arguably one of the greatest franchises in NFL history. RTS is kind of like the godfathers of what we can call modern-day powerlifting coaching um, and a lot of what we do. But so I give it, I give it a B. But the issue is, is the Steelers had a bit of a downturn after that. Uh, yeah. Roethlisberger uh, just wasn't the same. They had to retire, and then now they're in a rebuilding phase. So I don't know if it quite describes the Steelers, the RTS anymore. Yeah, I, I, I would, um, I would agree there. But at the same time, yeah, I, because yeah, the Steelers are just at a big rebuilding phase. But then, what is the team you would like replace the Steelers for? That's that's what I'm struggling with. Because this was you, you nailed it. I honestly the Steelers last time. I honestly like. I'm trying to think. I kind of like the Patriots, and here's my argument here. Because you kind of already argued for the Patriots a bit that they're still in contention. RTS, <coughs> excuse me, getting over being sick. RTS is still a foundational team. I, I don't know if they quite have the same open and world champions. They definitely have plenty, but not like they did. Um, if we're going back to like 2015 to 2019, um, they have a little bit different of a niche in my opinion of kind of the clientele they attract. They don't typically attract a lot of the younger talent like game day or, or flex or uh, craftsmanship is. I like the Patriots because you're talking about a team that, has dynasty historical dynasty still has never fallen off and still is constantly in contention and is a win away from being in the playoffs again. I don't know. Do you like that one? Yeah. I mean, I, I Steelers and the Patriots are kind as of well as, co- as well as right coach now. of coaches, coach of coaches. We call Brad Couillard that, but really Mike to share has probably groomed more coaches than anyone else. Mm, we got to maybe watch the wording on that one. Grooming has maybe a different connotation these days. But that would be an excellent soundbite of this episode if we just took that. <laughs> and it just gets really, like, just a lot of, you know, seam and people are like, what, wait, what happened? And, you know, and then we just gloss over it. But uh, I think the Steelers and Patriots are one and the same right now. Like, Steelers are also a potential playoff team. How is that possible? How are the Steelers a potential did not, playoff I did team? Not, I actually did not realize they were 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, exactly. How, How do they win games? But because Tomlin could coach his ass off, and then Belichick can coach his ass off. That's what they do. They coach. They can coach. They can work around things. Uh, and you just – and, again, like, you bring someone – who wants to get coached by RTS, they're going to have success. You bring someone to TSA, or not TSA, you bring, you bring uh, well, that's kind of what I was thinking too, but the like you bring someone to some of those other teams, they're going to have success. It's just a matter of whether or not people want to go. And it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a different thing, because I don't know if coaches care that much about like being the best team at nationals or having – the team with the most amount of national champions and world champions, certain teams do. 
And also, I, I think certain teams don't. I think RTS is kind of one of those. It's like, of course, we want our people to be national champions, but they're just happy with seeing lifters progress. I agree. We could have probably stuck with the Steelers, but we already gave that to TSA, so we're kind of stuck here now. Let's give it to let's give it the Patriots. I'm fine with the Patriots. Or okay. The yeah, other one I thought of was the New York Giant. I thought of the New York Giants. The New York Giants aren't flashy. They don't have really anyone that's like a huge, maybe Saquon Barkley, but they don't have huge names. But Brian DeBull is like Able. the savior of the Giants. Like he's the greatest thing to happen in New York in the last 10 years, uh, other than Aaron Judge's home runs this year. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like this this coach reinvigorated. Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can argue for the Giants as much. I see some comparisons. I like, I like the, Patriots. the Patriots better. I yeah. like the Patriots. I just can't get okay. over how, I just can't get over the fact how bad the Giants are. Or were like in the past seven seasons. They were yeah. That's why I. That's why. Horrible. That's why I can't. Well, that's why I can't do the RTS. That's where it fell apart. Because I was like, ah, I, there's, I can't get a, a, like RTS was never the Giants in the past four or five years, and I don't know. Yeah, Patriots yeah. are better. It's just, they're so, and they're not even, <laughs> and they're not good enough to be like, okay, they've completely turned around the franchise, like. There's still a lot of question marks there for the team, but you can rely on RTS being that team that will be uh, that will be good. If you bring a lifter there, they'll be good. All right, moving on. TSG. Yep, the strength guys. <laughs> but we had yep. a very, very important distinction here with Peyton Manning, and I still think we nailed that one. Yeah, that TSG was a great one because – Again, that was a that we were looking at the past. We weren't even thinking about the future because if it was the future, no one wants to be the Colts. That Colts yeah. Colts is bad. No, no. Colts. Especially especially coaches too. Like if we look, if we're trying to compare head coaches and like Jeff Saturday, the guy, very a very head scratcher like move to get Jeff Saturday as a coach. Did it go in the staff? Got an ESPN analysis. Of course, he's a you know, Colts legend. Hell, I mean, who knows? Maybe Taylor Atwood would just be a TSD coach one day. He was. He used to be, I think. Well, there you go. Maybe the comparison isn't too crazy. So, I I think it's an A-plus with what we were doing at the time. But if we're going future forward, it definitely can't be the Colts. This is who I have with the Bengals. They still uh, are okay. kind of the one-two. They, I, they're not just a one-two punch but they've kind of got their couple big names. I mean, honestly, go to the website. If you go to the website, it's Taylor and Leah pictures everywhere. And if you go to their page, it's a bunch of Taylor, Leah, and Celine stuff. Um, I know they definitely got more depth than that, but they're still just, I mean, they market it. They're going to be known as kind of this one, two, maybe three punch with Taylor, Celine, and uh, Leah. I like the Bengals, the Joe Burrow, and uh, Jamar Chase one, two punch. So that, that yeah. I had the strength guys with the Bengals. Well, okay. So here's my thing. And this is, I think just going to go totally into my opinion on just TSG. As far as who they promote, I really think they should start promoting Celine and Jessica way more, especially Celine as opposed to Leah. Not saying Leah is not deserving of these things, but she's hitting like kind of the same totals as she was hitting without TSG. Celine has ascended so much after getting TSG coaching. And she is now like, this is kind 
if I'm going to promote anyone from TSG, it's Elite. I, I mean, Atwood, of course, too, but we it's you can promote Atwood all day. But the new person, like, who are we going to promote? Who are we going to get out there? Slee's an excellent example of that. Like, okay, she was a great lifter, or she was a good lifter when she wasn't getting coached by us, and we developed her, and now she's a, she's one of the best lifters in the world. I mean, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you compare the I guess you compare the Colts to them. I guess I'm I, I mean, not the Colts, the Bengals, <laughs> but you know, I don't think any team in the NFL has an issue as far as like who's getting the credit of like the actual success of the coaching program. Because if well, I, I can say good, yeah, I can say that's if a I'm, good comparison because I think Burrow and Chase get a lot of the credit, but the fact is, T. Higgins, uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, their defense, especially when their uh, defense shows up in the second half. Know. Second half, Mitt, but Mitt, what? I don't know. Like, still, like I no. When I think of the team, it's like like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are doing the heavy lifting. You know, and it would be. I, I don't have know. you seen stats? Um, T. Higgins, I'm pretty hey. sure has almost the same stats this year. Well, Jamar Chase was hurt for most of the year. You know, like right. again, and he fun. was drafted on the Bengals. How, all right, maybe we go back to the Colts, and it's like uh, Marvin Harrison getting all the credit, but Reggie Wayne was, I think, one of the big reasons why they were successful, and that's why they won the Super Bowl is because of Reggie Wayne as opposed to Marvin Harrison. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I there's can, a I can agree there. All right, the, whatever it is. Once oh, no, punch. I mean, the team comparison is good. I'm just saying, if you keep on talking about Leah and Taylor, it's like, <laughs> If I am going to, if I'm a new lifter and I'm going to try to get coaching from TSG, I'm looking what Celine does. And the example that Celine has put forward. Jessica, we haven't really seen her like full throttle on the platform yet. And that's a big acquisition that they just got. But most definitely Celine's, Celine's progress is similar to, I think a lot of people got coaching Joe Stanek after he coached me. It was like, oh, okay, he was a good lifter. Then he turned him into a top five lifter. And I think they actually did better than that with Celine. But I'll I, stick, with, I I'll stick with the Bengals. I'll stick with the Bengals. Okay. TSG is the Bengals. All right. Sean Noriega, the Rams. This one's... How would you grade us on this one? I think the the actual comparison I was thinking of in my head, it's an A, because... NFL is a big copycat league. Everyone copies off Sean McVay. There was a point there where everyone was copying off Sean McVay. If Sean McVay did a gimmick, people were going to do it. If he had a coach under him, people were going to hire that coach because he was related to Sean McVay. Is there any more copycat than Noriega in powerlifting? Or at least in the USAPL? No, I don't think so. Honestly, I think this, I'm thinking about it. Not only do I think this was an A, I think it's. I probably think I'm going to go the Rams moving forward. I had actually, well, yeah. I actually changed it. You, but can, what you trans- can debate with me. Here, here's my thing. So, Rams won the Super Bowl. They made some ac- off-season acquisitions. They got who they needed. Won a Super Bowl. Um, Nori has continued to ascend, but actually, in the last six months or so, there's been some injuries. Caitlin Barry, David Chan has been dealing with his little hip thing. There's been a couple little things. AK, what? the Rams are going through right now, but we know once those people are healthy again, once Cooper cups back, once Matt Stafford's back to full strength next year, when they come back, they're going to be contenders mm. right again. My debate no, was, Baker I had, Mayfield all day. 
Just keep Baker Mayfield. Yeah, ba- Baker Mayfield. Honestly, Baker Mayfield's the pit viper for version of Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would. Yeah. I. I would. Um, I would say because it's just like the Rams are just a weird team, and Nori. And actually, I think it's kind of underrated how much Nori as a team has had uh, best female team at Mega Nationals. Am I yep. correct in saying that? So best yep, female best team. Female I don't team. think anyone saw that coming. Um, he does have a deep roster. It's just like the Rams won a Super Bowl. Sean and and Nori didn't. But here's my take on it. I think Nori can eventually be the best coach in powerlifting, but I don't think it's going to happen if he is still the competitor that he is. That is my take. And why you say that? He, he's such a high-level competitor, and I think if you would like Marcellus, who's a good competitor himself, but he gets to pour more of his energy into his coaching. Joey gets to pour all of his energy into coaching. Joe gets to pour all of his energy. You do. And I think when you pour all of your energy into something, it yields better results. Where I still think Nori has his aspirations, and as he should, of being the best lifter in 82.5 and 83 kilos and continually to ascend. And I think if you're kind of splitting it, it's really hard to do that. But I, I think if he does pull all of his effort and compete like Marcellus does once or twice a year, it's just, as a matter of fact, he's just that damn good. He's so damn talented that he's going to be I think Mar- no matter what. I think Marcellus would argue with you because I think Marcellus pours just as much into his training. I think the difference is because of Sean's prowess, not only because of how good of a lifter he is, but just the narrative and the continued interest and storylines. I think he continues to be tagged as an athlete over being a coach. Like, I think he's still more well-known as an athlete than he is a coach. I think that's what you're kind of the perception you're coming from. Cause I yeah, don't think him and Marcellus it, it are any different in their devoutness to their training. I think it's just well, the difference in the fact that Sean's more competitive than Marcellus. Sure, there, sure. If you compare Marcellus and Sean to me and Joe, that's definitely different because especially, especially me, cause I, I, mean, I still work out four or five days a week, but I have no interest in being a competitive power lifter well, again. My point, but my point is more along the lines again. You said it. Sean's more competitive. That does have a factor into this of how competitive you are. So just just using my own example, you know, I'm a teacher as well as a power lifter. Um, I know for a fact if I was just not in the top five or top 10 and have that aspirations of being, um, being, you know, one of the best in the world or the best in the world in my weight class. My other profession would be a lot easier because I'll be able to devote just a little bit more time to it. And I think that does weigh on you when you're that good, the pressure on it, uh, just the, the attention, the focus, um, I, I guess I'm only speaking out of just that personal experience and relating it to my profession, not coaching. I think competing at a high level does help you with coaching, and it does with many coaches that we see in all sports. But I, I just think that based on how intelligent Nori is, based on um, how he has progressed as a lifter, um, the amount of interactions he's had with top-level coaches – the interactions he's had with uh, just athletes, 
I think he has all the makings of being the best coach in powerlifting. Okay. I don't know if I fully agree with the entirety of that take, but I can I okay. understand your reasoning. Well, it, hopefully so it's are hot. We, are we, I, I'm hoping, I'm are hoping we, it's a hot take. Are we sticking with the Rams as the comparison, or do you have a better well, one I, moving forward? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the Dolphins, but Nori is so Jaguar. not... I had the no. Story is so not. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Do, um, Mike McDaniel's. Mike McDaniel's. Okay, I was getting him and Doug Peterson mixed up. Nori is just so not that guy. Well, that's what I was saying. I thought maybe the Jaguars because it, it, that seems like kind of a diss if people don't pay attention. But the Jaguars are really good right now, like really yeah. good. Like Trevor Lawrence is coming to his own. It's. Doug Peterson's a very good coach and also an also copycat. People don't realize that. How copycat Doug Peterson is. Like a lot of his schemes has been mimicked by a, a lot of different organizations. He just had a really bad falling out with the Eagles that hurt his reputation. Yeah. Well, do we want to go Jaguars or do we want to go Rams? I could I could make an argument for either. I'll go Jaguars. I like I, the reason for Jaguars is Jaguars is a young team. Travis Etienne, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk. It's a lot of young <laughs> players coming into their own, and that's what Sean is. I mean, Sean, I I can't think of any lifter off the top of my head that he has that's like a veteran lifter, like been, like been around for a while. Like it's Caitlin Barry, David Chan, Chris Perez, uh, a lot of younger lifters with tons of potential and i see a lot of carryover to what we're looking at with like the jaguars mm-hmm. yeah like caitlin I, barry I, I, touted as caitlin barry touted as one of the best prospects in all of powerlifting aka trevor lawrence coming out of college yeah yeah i, I would think so too and also it's funny that you say it to this even though the jaguars are like in that are so much better than the rams right now the rams are well, no, so that, i'm saying People who don't pay attention yeah, to power, or the NFL are going to think it's a diss, not realizing the Jaguars. You would rather be the Jaguars right now, maybe, than the Rams. Oh, at, at definitely. No, at, the Rams are in big trouble. Now we're getting to football talk. Rams are in big trouble with the amount of draft picks they lost, the amount of draft picks they trade away. Like, they're kind of screwed going forward. They have to really rely on Matthew Stafford not getting old and Aaron Donald not getting old. Yeah, hopefully they stay young for a while, and that's um, hard when um, years happen. So the Rams are actually in, like, they won that Super Bowl, though, but they're in a lot of trouble um, just as an organization. But uh, you know what's not in trouble? Left Love Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, go to leftlovebros.com, follow them on Instagram as well, and check out the best powerlifting merchandise in the sports. Use promo code 2WO15 to save yourself some money and look good. On the platform, off the platform, in the gym, and outside the gym. They got you covered. Make sure you use that promo code 2 double 15 and also ORC15. <laughs> well, honestly, the biggest reason, I think it's CB's birthday coming up. It's on CB's January, birthday. January 9th, I think, is his birthday. So, if nothing, just just support him for his birthday. January 9th, make sure to use code 2 white lights and then shoot CB a happy birthday wish. Um because we just want to make sure he he knows he's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, CB. Congratulations on turning whatever age you are. I don't know. Um, 57? CB is any, any, he's anywhere from 35 to 55. Just, I don't oh, know. That beard I, I is... I overshot. 
Yeah, the the beard is like. What happens if he shaves? How old will he look? Does he look younger with a beard or older? If you search a beard? CB Leflar on Google, there's a shaved picture, like shaved. Mm. Like he was he 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 was groomed. If we're bringing back mm. up the groom term, he groomed mm, himself. I don't know if I want to see that. That's like Santa Claus shaving. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to live in a world where that exists. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to our uh, coach comparisons. This one we nailed. Nailed it at the time being. Absolutely nailed it. Swolfesser, Marcellus Williams, and the Bucks. As we yeah. did that, the Bucks won a Super Bowl. A plus. I'm going to change who it is moving forward because he's not the yeah. Bucks moving forward. But in the time frame we were talking about, A plus. We talked about can the Bucks with their new acquisitions take that leap? Marcellus did. Nailed it. Good journalism for once. Yeah, that's that's excellent journalism. Uh, <laughs> also, I'm going to credit the Bucks winning the Super Bowl to us. Yeah, most congratulations, I mean, we, Tampa we, Bay. We had majority to do with that. Yeah, congratulations. So, I think moving moving forward, I got to say the Chiefs. There, there's there's no one else I feel that has more offensive firepower on their team than craftsmanship. There's no one more electric on offense than Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't even matter that Tyreek Hill's gone. Still has it. Um, I got I got to go Chiefs moving forward. Um, I think Chiefs is an excellent comparison, especially when you consider just the watchability of the Chiefs as well. Um, if you guys – actually, this is just a funny episode because, like, if you don't like football, this episode makes zero sense. So you have to like football. There might <laughs> We might have, like, 400 listeners for this episode. It's like – 400 football fans listen to this episode because we're talking a lot Should've about done anime. Should have done coaching teams to anime shows. And that is the last time you would see me do two white lights if we did that. But Craftsmanship is Demon Slayer. Craftsmanship is Vegeta. Um, Flex is yeah. Naruto. Uh, Nori is Bleach. Uh, Game Day yeah. is uh, One uh, Piece. Yeah. <laughs> One piece sounds delicious. Um, oh, that you you actually like ruined my night. Um, hold on, I gotta re- I got I actually gotta re- recuperate. Um, so if you guys haven't watched the Chiefs play football, and if you're a football fan, you know if the Chiefs are on, you're just gonna have a good time watching them. It's gonna be so fun to watch just them play football to a point where they're so good at football. It seems like they're just like, you know. They kind of get bored, so they get a little bit too cute with things, and they start drawing up these these plays. Patrick Mahomes is like, "All right, let's let's try me out as a lefty today. Let's see how good I am as a lefty quarterback." I don't know, and they're just they're fun to watch. I mean, I'm watching like watching football with my girlfriend at times. Like, hey, uh, can we stop watching football? If the Chiefs are on, she's just having a blast watching them. It's just they move the ball effortlessly. It's it's big play after big play. And I think Marcellus has the most fun powerlifters. There's no one who's going to watch, or there's no one in the sport who's going to watch Ash, Bob, Petrie, um, and his lifters go at it and be bored. It's always yeah, fun to watch. Offense, offense, high risk, high reward. Same thing with their attempt selection. The big jumps, high risk. You miss a third attempt, that's a big jump. So, yeah, I just all, all the comparisons coming back. Um, and then, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, Marcellus is the epitome of Andy Reid. Well, I, mean, I was about to run. say, I was about to say, 
the only thing that I didn't like about this, Andy Reid is the most anti-craft human being. No. Definitely in football. Andy Andy Reid in burger, cheeseburgers is like Marcellus in sushi. <laughs> They're not having the same effect on their body, that's for sure. Um, maybe Andy Reid should oh. switch to sushi. Andy, Andy Reid's... Andy Reid, he's he's stacking underneath. He's just wearing a lot of hoodies and sweatshirts. <laughs> he's just just the most anti-craft human being ever. Um, I, I think I would probably put him as like the best coach in the NFL, just because it seems aside from like calling timeouts, he seems to really struggle with that. Which I guess in powerlifting you don't have that ever. So there's there's no comparison there. But I mean, I I, I think like Exeter's Andy Reid is the guy. But you know, Marcellus, you look at Marcellus, you look at Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, the comparisons are just not there aesthetically. Um, but I mean, to go on to the Chiefs though, the Chiefs are projected to be the next dynasty, but they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're not doing the things that dynasties do. And I'm not going to, and people were kind of talking about like, it's a guarantee. Like Patrick Mahomes is going to win five Super Bowls. If I look at Marcellus, I can't just sit here and say like, oh yeah, he's going to do it. He's just going to dominate well, the sport going teams. forward. Yeah, exactly. So that and then it goes back to the same it goes back to like it goes back to flexing the Bills. Like I, I you, you thought the Chiefs were going to dominate, but I, Chiefs or Bills can win the AFC this year and win the Super Bowl. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't pick a favorite between them. Yeah, and um, I mean, and if you if you have like the AFC equivalent to game day, it's like well, game day is deep too. You know, like you have. You have multiple teams in not only powerlifting but football that can just break through and win a few Super Bowls, and they don't necessarily have to be, um, you know, dynasties. Uh, but like the, the how people talk about Marcellus at times, it is like, okay, this is it. Like they're the best team, and no one's really going to beat them. And people were saying that about the Chiefs until people beat them. Like they won the Super Bowl, and it's like they're never going to lose, and then they lost. Granted, that hasn't technically happened to Marcellus, but, you know, I'm not ruling it out. But Chiefs, I think, is yeah. yeah, Chiefs is the perfect one. And also, if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl this year, you have us to think. Just saying. It's funny how we have that take that just, like, we have mentioned pretty much every good team in the NFL. It's like, yeah, we called it. They're going to win a Super Bowl, like we mentioned every good team. That, so that's how that's how calling things works. Is you pick the obvious and then act like a genius. Yeah. All right. So next one, <laughs> I really want to talk about this one because this I think is a F. very 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 funny one. <laughs> F rating. I didn't. I didn't have anything to do with this. You picked it. F rating. Well, you agreed to it because we were all high on the Cardinals going forward. So. PR's yeah, performance at Arizona Cardinals. In seriousness, like C plus, because they, last year they were solid, and they kind of fell apart towards the end. All right, so the big comparison we were making is like, well, Cliff Kingsbury, which somehow got this reputation of being like a really smart guy. I don't know if it's equivalent to you, but um, he's got this reputation of being like an offensive guru that he can um, take people and turn him into all pro quarterbacks. And then you look at his like resume and it's like he at Texas tech, he like won seven games. And then another team, he won like seven games, Then they gave him an NFL job and he's winning like five games. So 
I don't think he's the offensive guru we all thought, but then we made the big comparison between him and Kyler Murray, and that's like kind of like you and Sean Noriega, and Kyler Murray might be the exact opposite of a person than Sean Noriega. We just didn't know it at the time, that Kyler Murray was obsessed with the video games as opposed to reading his game book, the problem, or his, his game plans, or playbooks. Sean Noriega is the exact opposite, where he overthinks things and won't play video games because he's too hyper-focused on the sport that he's playing. I actually think it's really bad. We just thought a lot... It's more It's more a horrible take on the Cardinals and well, like not, not knowing I'm, I'm gonna, how terrible the team was. I will also say, at that point, I don't know if I should have been in the conversation with the rest of these people. I think we kind of had the stretch, because I, I, I wasn't quite... Yeah, because... I'm not where I'm at right now where I would say where I I can be talked about with game day and flex and Marcellus and TSG. I, I don't think I, re- I think I, you got, you we were, you were nice and included me, but I don't know if I completely deserved it. So it was kind of hard to be able to give me a comparison considering I wasn't very well th- as, as established. You, well, I think you, I sweetened the pot by just calling you Cliff Kingsbury and saying that you're, attractive i mainly t- i didn't take it as i was attractive i took it as my wife was hot that's what i cared about more which was yeah. true yeah yeah that too like it just it just it sweetened the pot a little bit just because there was a there was like an element of compliment comparing you to cliff kingsbury now it's like he's getting fired he's he's totally getting fired this <laughs> year he's not he is not coming back as the arizona cardinals coach but for I, but i'm gonna be honest though you i, I have a really hard time figuring out who your team is. I would go San Francisco 49ers or the Baltimore Ravens because they're good teams with like a, you know, a really, you know, just a solid established coach. You bring people to them, they're going to be good, but things got to kind of go their way in order for them to win a Super Bowl. I was thinking more Dolphins or Vikings. Dolphins, <laughs> lots of talent. They're still trying to find a way to put it together. That's a and lot of honestly, teams, by the way. We just went through four. I, 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 I'm comparing myself to Mike McDaniels because Mike McDaniels acts really hip, even though he's a middle-aged dude. I'm 35, and somehow I act like I'm in my 20s, and people think I'm in my 20s. Um, maybe act outside of my age I, demographic and a little bit corny. I don't, I don't know if Mike am I giving my, is corny. I, I, you're giving yourself a lot of credit there. People kind of like catch on on that. Mike McDaniels, I think, is that. Cool. All right. Fine. I'm not he Mike smokes McDaniels. Too much, he smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's a he had to accept a coaching job where recreational marijuana was allowed, and that was a serious I, inquiry. He's like, I got Christmas gifts from Colorado this year. Okay, just because he did it once doesn't mean you're automatically Mike McDaniels. Seems like a lifestyle for him. I would say you're more Kyle Shanahan. Other, I was going. I could do that. I was also going to say the Vikings, because but because they don't they they haven't quite showed up in prime time, Mister Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's so weird. They're such a good team, but everyone just everyone just hates them. It's actually very funny to watch. It's like they're they're a really good team. They have a good record, and I know it's like they could be fraudulent, but I don't know. It's weird. You do not want to compare yourself to the Vikings. I just wouldn't. You don't want to. You don't want to do that to yourself. 
You just don't want to compare yourself to the Vikings. I, I can't pick my own, so you you have to pick it. I can't everyone, pick my own. Everyone calls them frauds. I'm, okay, well, I actually think it's the 49ers because it's very similar to, I think, kind of your coaching. People acknowledge Kyle Shanahan, great coach. Give Kyle Shanahan a team with a okay roster, and he's going to make them a good team. Will they win a Super Bowl? Probably not, but he will be able to coach them. And they'll look competent. For a little bit like those people will look comp like the the team will look competent um under him and they'll i think they'll actually like trick people that they're actually good not saying that about your lifters i think your lifters are very good and you're starting to get that talent around you but the big thing is just like finding that one piece that makes you the team to win a super bowl and i think the 49ers are constantly going through that right they're they're a super bowl contender right now and they're under third quarterback I think, but like, just imagine you put this one piece together. My only issue is, as I we were that could be Trey Lance. (laughs) We were gonna add Barbell Medicine. I have them as an addition, and I was gonna pick them as the Forty Niners because they're a non-flashy, defensive-minded team, aka Barbell Medicine's rehab presence. Yeah. Well. I can go the Ravens on top of this too. I think the Ravens are a carbon copy team of the 49ers. This run the ball team, not necessarily too flashy. They're always in the mix. Um, I, I think, but I think you have recent success as far as, you know, coaching and getting a lot of lifters <laughs> within that level. Um, let me ask you this though. Is there a coach in the league who's really good at just being like, no, I'm not going to work with that person. <laughs> Because that's kind of you. If you could bring a national champion to Steve, and if Steve's like, I, I, th- this person isn't really working out for me, and they'll just cut him. I think that's Kyle Shanahan. If I'm being honest, though, Kyle Shanahan would just be like, nope, not the quarterback for me. Not doing it. Not getting this person. I don't know if there's a coach, though, who does that. And Sorry to out sorry to out this for you guys, Steve. But yeah, it would Steve, be Belichick because Belichick historically would bench star players and not even care. But yeah, I I mean maybe Harbaugh does that too. I don't know. Like just <laughs> or maybe you're the uh, Michigan Wolverines and, and Jim Harbaugh. I'm a college team. I don't even get to be an NFL team. I don't know. Yours is hard. I, I was telling because I went through four. We went through like five teams together. Just for just right now, I, I for some reason you remind me of Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan also is like so. Here's the thing: Kyle Shanahan's kind of a dick, and you're kind of a dick, and people don't realize it. Like Mike McDaniel's not kind of a dick; he's a pretty cool guy. You seem really nice, but you're kind of a dick. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Yeah, that you're kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can be. I mean, I yeah. just, I, I just, I, I think I just, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, literally everything that has called controversy in my life has been because of you recently. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, we're whoa, seeing a whoa, little whoa, bit whoa. of that too, I like. <laughs> what did I do to get you unfollowed? I think Russ's assistant, I mean, uh, Russ's friends, um, they... Possibly regurgitated information on two white lights and gave it back to him, but I don't know. I know I know Petrie though is sitting there like, yeah, this is kind of the DMs I've been dealing with after two white lights episode where you bought up the fact that Russ unfollowed Petrie. 
Yeah. Maybe I got, because I got unfollowed I, by other corrupted, I got unfollowed by other corrupted people, so they don't like me. Russ just couldn't unfollow me because he never followed me in the first place, so. Yeah, I, I guess. All right. Well, I, I, okay, let, let me hear you, all right, let me hear your thought, because I think the, the remaining ones are kind of, yeah, well, those, I those are ridiculous. I wasn't, well, no, I mean, ones. I want to, I, even... I want to bring back the joke ones for a second. I I started with one in particular, but and it's not the one I think you guys are thinking of. But let's do barbell medicine and let's make the case for the 49ers. because I don't know. I already I, did. I, I said I, I like defensive defensive minded team. If you're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan being a bit of a an intellectual, obviously barbell medicine is um, full of doctors, um, and then they have their rehab presence, aka their defense. So that's why I thought barbell medicine the 49ers is perfect. Okay. Do you think it trumps my argument, though, of what I think about the 49ers? You know what the thing is, too, Stevie? Like, you don't – I mean, Marcellus, I guess, is solo, too. Like, you don't have a team that we can go and, like, with the coaching. Yeah. You don't have coaches under you. And it's, like, it's hard to it's hard to do it without coaches under you. Well, I fired the coaches under me, going back to your point. <laughs> yeah, right. I used to, and I, I dropped them. Kyle, Sh- I mean, well, Kyle Shanahan, like Mike, Bad- Mike McDaniel's and Kyle Shanahan are like boys, you know, like they're it, it's because I think now because like I, well, I mean, I'm going to go back to Kyle Shanahan though. It's like degrees to Steve Denovi. Like if you are part of, and I think there's like this group in powerlifting that are really good coaches and they all interact with each other, and I think it's like you. Um, uh, Joe, Marcellus, Brad Couillard, Matt Cronin, Sean uh, Collins. Like, these coaches all interact together. And there could be more in the group. Like, I don't know. But there, there's, like, these – and that's kind of what, like, Kyle Shanahan created with a lot of the coaches that you see in the NFL now. It starts with the Redskins. That's what it is. The Redskins – and there was the Redskins at the time. I'm not being insensitive. The Redskins at the time, um, their, their coaching group – Ended up having, like, it's so funny because Redskins suck. And they just got rid of all these coaches and hired, and then hired John Gruden's brother. Um, they just got rid of all those amazing coaches that they had within the staff. I think they had Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, and these, I think maybe Doug Peterson thrown in there. And they, they were all on the Redskins staff. And they go and be, like, Super Bowl winning playoff coaches somewhere else. And they're all friends or something. I mean, I, by the way, I don't, I don't see, <laughs> I don't see any, I don't see any, out. anyone else that's a good comparison and I'm not going to pick my own. So you have to pick it and then we'll pick barbell medicine separate of whatever you pick for me then. Okay. What's the backup for barbell medicine? Just so I know. Yeah, Are we just not going to compare anyone to the Ravens? Who's got, who's got a good, de- I would probably go the Raven. Yeah. The Ravens got a good defense. They only allowed 288 I mean, points this year. So yeah. Really, I, I can really go. Ra- Cowboys, I can go. Ra- Cowboys got a pretty sick defense. Yeah, but they're more. They're good because of their offense more than their defense. Uh, you sure about that? Deck Prescott sucks. Well, they so currently trash. have the most. They have the most points scored in the na- in the NFC. So yeah, I'd say they're probably got a pretty and, good offense. Well, they have a, they have a good offense, but Deck Prescott throws a ton of interceptions and like that hurts them from losing. You know, I don't I don't think it I actually think their defense care remember 
Dak Prescott didn't play the entire year, and Cooper Rush wasn't exactly lighting up the scoreboard. The defense is keeping in a lot of these games, along with the running game. So, I, when you think of the Cowboys, you think offense, but I think the defense and the running game is the, the, the actual spot of that team. Um, the Seahawks? Does anyone want to beat no. Pete Carroll? Because Pete Carroll is awesome. How good of a coach is you Pete get, Carroll? I'd like to be Pete Carroll, but I don't want to be the Seahawks. Nor does Barbell Medicine want to be the Seahawks. Yeah, but, yeah, how good is Pete Carroll? Like, that, this is, again, another <laughs> just... I'm not helping this conversation at all. I'm finding it's an actual answer here. I'm just now talking about it. All right, well, just... We're, we're going... <laughs> I'll give just you... Give me the, give me the 49ers. Barbell... Then Barbell Medicine's the Ravens. Historically amazing defense. They've always been known for it. Um, yeah, just go with go with that. Okay. Um, and I got to add one more that we nailed here. West Side and the Chicago Bears. Nailed it, and we don't have anything to go off of, but... Just absolutely. Did you know they had a Netflix documentary thing. on West Side? They did, didn't they? Have you watched I it? Yet? I, it I think there? I have. Is yeah. it still on Netflix? Actually, the I don't know. Of it, I think messaged me that not only is it on Xbox, <laughs> it's on Amazon too. So, um, and you know, there's a Bears documentary about how they were good 25 years ago or 30 years ago. It's getting it's getting further and further down the line. It actually it's going to become embarrassing. If it's not embarrassing as it is right now as a Bears fan, um, constantly talking about the 1985 Bears as it happened 20 years ago, but it hasn't happened 20 years ago. It happened about 40 years ago, and we still talk about it. Um, that's going to happen to West Side eventually, that we're going to start talking about accolades that happened 40 years ago. Um, but I'm still looking at it. I just love the explanation on top of that. They're hoping the star from the Ohio State University in Columbus, Ohio, the stomping grounds of Westside, is going to bring them out of the ashes and into prosperity once again. Yep, I agree. We nailed that one. Nailed it. And then when they, yeah, when you draft Justin Fields, an Ohio State product, <coughs> that's what we're hoping. One guy, I'm just going to be just a random story, just keeps on messaging me about Justin Fields and how much he sucks. And I don't think I dislike a guy more in powerlifting right now than this random account that has, I think, like three followers. And just, it's a private page, no profile picture. And it might be the best way to troll me. It's Kyle it's Miller's just, burner account. Might be. it. Like, I remember, resp- cause I remember responding to it, like, kind of defending Justin Fields. And after that, it's just been constant him saying that Justin Fields sucks, and I think this is the most angry I've been on Instagram. And I have been in a lot of weird Instagram things. Like, I, I one guy, I mean, this is the close friend information, but one guy just messages me because I, I wasn't messaging him back. That's That that guy's a D-bag. That guy's a tool. But this guy just is cutting to the core of me, of messaging me Justin Fields' highlights and how bad he can't read a defense. And it's, it's really making me mad. Is it is it making you more mad than me saying Wilson Contreras was just an was just a good pickup? Yeah, because he's. I mean, I'm hoping he sucks now. That he's on the Cardinals. Justin Fields really. I've invested a lot in him right now. Every time he runs the ball, I I have emotions that I've never felt as a Bears fan. Yeah, Every I time can understand. Takes like, off in open space. This has I been giggle, my favorite I, season. I, in I like, scream this like been, a girl. This has been my favorite year in like ten years, and we've won three games. Yeah. And, and really, it's just, it's, it might, it, that's the thing, like, watching it through other football fans' eyes, it might just be this thing that 
Justin Fields, maybe like people are used to quarterbacks doing amazing things. Like if they watch other, like if they watch another team play, and we're just like we've never seen this before in our lives. This is the most amazing thing we've ever seen. So I I don't know what it is, but yeah, like one way to get to me is by uh, insulting Justin Fields. It's very upsetting. But anyone, all right, well, did we miss? Or do you want to? Is there <laughs> any new ones? Well, there's a couple other maybes, but we're out of teams at this point. I don't think we have enough teams to be able to do anymore. Yeah, to a point where you're complimenting. That's a problem with uh, with football and powerlifting. There's only so much good teams that you have. Yeah. So, yeah, are we gonna, just... are we going to be nice this year and no, do new no bad ones? I don't really feel like choosing. Bad I don't ones, know if but... we can. Um, is there a coach no, that no doesn't but... want to program? Is there a coach that doesn't want to program people because they're sick? I don't know. No, right? Or the coach just doesn't so. do, do his scouting report or his game plan because, you know, he had, a, like, a, a fever one day, but then, like, the next day he's playing pickup basketball. So. Um, actually, Ir- <laughs> Urban Meyer <laughs> might have legitimately done that at his time on the Jaguars. So, I, I mean... It, oh, okay, how about the, is there anyone on the untested side yet that we can compare to a team? No, still no one. No one stands no one, out, right? I mean, I think probably I I can only think of three untested coaches who I who stand out as like decent rosters who are consistent, and that's MJ Greeno, Chris Brucheford, and Joe Sullivan. I can't think of anyone else on the untested side. Or, oh, Trevor Trevor Jaffe. Those are probably yeah. the only four that are consistent year to year and actually have fairly formal coaching businesses yeah i would agree with you on that um yeah all right so is there is there any team that's known for like really penetrating the offensive line that would be joe sullivan <laughs> i was trying to figure out an airport joke like i mean that would be urban meyer too i, I guess just some weird like if you tell me something about urban meyer i'll believe it then if you say something about like joe sullivan i'll probably believe it too just because like all right whatever uh that's probably true right um any coaches really in the moms they could be the new york jets any coaches Uh, any coaches that could be the rex ryan new york jets in the massages cleveland browns no, I don't know any coaches who are really into massages. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we don't have the Kevin Can insulting one. Um, <laughs> if Kanye if Kanye gets a football team, I guess he's Kevin Can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I didn't. I didn't say. Well, also, I can't. I, apparently, I can't say. What does it mean? That was my coach. I, I'm not saying any coaches are bad because I don't want another code of conduct complaint by whoever wants to I didn't to say he was me. bad. I said he's Kanye West. Kanye West is a rapper. I'm just saying Angelo is. said it, not Steve. So if you complain, distinguish who you're making the code of conduct complaint about. Only yeah. thing I said was Joe Sullivan's good at penetration. That's a compliment. Is he? That's... <laughs> okay. I, we're gonna, I, uh, before I just get open up can of worms here i I guess i'll just stop but all right that'll do it i guess for this episode um a lot of fun we enjoyed doing these um 
next episode of Two White Lights will it will, it will be yeah. Angelo less and first, um, that's the no, first time yeah, that will be the first ever Two White Lights episode without Angelo. Next week we're going to be doing a coaching roundtable with the Powerlifting Now crew. Um, myself, I will be hosting. Excuse me. Uh, Marcellus Williams, Matt Cronin, and Sean Noriega. So we're going to do a whole coaching roundtable discussion. I'll probably put a Q&A on my story to field some questions that we'll go through. And yeah, it will be the first ever Two White Lights podcast without Angelo Fortino. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a shame because I really want to be there for that one. Um, I love all those guys, and I really do like listening to – I would not contribute a thing. Don't, don't lift stupid. Somebody asks Pick it up off the floor. Question. You have some good cues. Wouldn't be able to con- – yeah. Underrated cues, especially with the feet placement. Very underrated cues. Like, um, put your feet wherever you want. But, yeah, I, I, but I do love listening. I mean, those are, I mean, Matt Cronin, actually. If you guys want to go back to listen to an we episode, talked about, I You know, Matt Cronin. It was a Matt Cronin. That was the first time I ever listened to Two um, White Lights. I only had him on once. I had, I had never listened to Two White Lights until Matt right, Cronin. So that's boom, what got me on it, and that's episode. when I figured, I, that's how I found out who you were. Yeah, that was um, that was a really. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Matt Crowden. Um, when I was a coachless, uh, it was a few of his uh, deadlifting videos that actually really helped me understand how to deadlift. Um, it was his wedding video that that really helped me. A uh, very useful video. He beat me that year in nationals, Matt Cronin. Even as a junior, because um, it said I was twelfth in what open, did you total that 14th year? Fourteenth overall. I think two juniors beat me who didn't sign up for the open. Yeah, he did. I think he's seven forty two and a half. Seven thirty seven. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, yep, I believe he was supposed to be the juniors' world spot. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very unfortunate time. But yeah. But I was Marcellus, Nori, Matt Cronin, you. I of course. I mean, and this is gonna be an episode. I think a lot of people are gonna enjoy because. Um, People love this coach's roundtable. Um, if you guys can, maybe say something controversial because that really helped last episode that we had coach's roundtable. You guys just throw someone under a bus maybe. Talk about poaching. Got it. Talk about C.T. Whitney. Maybe Steve. Yeah, Matt Cronin can't maybe get canceled since Cronin. he doesn't go on social media. So that's he's a perfect one to say anything. Yeah. Uh, so, like, just make sure it's just him and not anyone else, because, yeah, we can't we can't deal with two cancellations. Um, oh yeah, you want to wrap it up I with the commercial gym story? Do you want to end it right there? Yeah, let's bring it up. I'll give you some options. All right, uh, let's see. Super rich dude who bought ninety six Tressens and tried to get a refund. Uh, he tried. He bought ninety six training sessions, was like two thousand something dollars, and tried to get a refund, and came up with an elaborate story of the refund. That's an option. Or we could do. He did not fake. Did he getting fake cancer, getting cancer? No. We could do Smokey, one of my clients. That would be that would be a good reoccurring. <laughs> Smokey, one of my clients that threw up every session, and smelled absolutely horrible. Um, or man who supposedly had polio who would invite us to his barbecues that were and his barbecues were just the meats that he would save from the homeless shelter. Which which store do you want? Okay. That we need that one. Okay. That's that's a lot of layers to that Bob. story. His name was Bob. I don't even know if I can explain the story with all due diligence, but Bob the, the best way to like 
he was probably in his late 60s. He supposedly had polio, and he would come in limping, and he, all he would do is go to the aqua class. And he wouldn't do the aqua class. He would just sit in the hot tub and stare at the women doing the aqua class. But <clears throat> I can't give it fully do justice wow, without okay. being able to do his, his voice because that was the key. He, he had like a Boston accent, but I don't know how to describe it. it. It was just, it was a very odd voice. And he would come in every single day, and I'm going to try and do it, but it's going to be a terrible impersonation. He'd be like, he'd be like, Steve, Steve, you're right there. You're my family. Steve, Steve, I love you. The fact you're here today, that's because you're my family, and I appreciate you so much. And he brought me his yearbook picture. He would, he would come up all the time and be able to let us know about how he was going to invite us all to his barbecue because he had been saving the meats he had been storing up at the homeless shelter to be able to give to us. And th this went on for months. I, we don't really know. I don't know the situation. I still don't fully know. And this went on for months. Every day he comes in, he spends like three hours there, creeps on the water aerobics women, and then comes and talks to us about us being his family, and then like tries to invite us to his barbecues. Then it starts getting weird. He starts having this girlfriend kind of come with him, and she gets a membership with him. But she doesn't work out. She just kind of sits on the couch. And she comes in one day, like crying, demanding to speak to us um and we sit down with her and she goes on this tirade about how he stole some of her glassware and wants us to do something about it it probably was for the barbecue and she wants us to and this went on forever i finally got up and left the other manager kept talking because i was like i, I can't do that like i don't have time to talk to this homeless lady about her glassware that got stolen by another homeless man that has polio apparently there was another time Pretty soon after that, I'm sitting there actually doing a sales pitch to a person wanting to buy personal training. And all of a sudden, I hear this person like mother effing like crazy. And it's Bob on the phone. He's talking to someone on the phone, just screaming at the top of his lungs, cussing like crazy. And every about 30 seconds, he stops and looks at me. He's like, stop, Steve, I'm so sorry. I'm so, am, I, am, I am I interrupting what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, Bob, can you can you please keep it down? Like we're 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 having we're actually talking to people here. And he'd be good for about 20 or 30 seconds and then just start cussing up a storm again. Um and eventually it led to us actually having to ban him from the gym. Uh, because actually we didn't ban him. I think we told we 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 he got too many complaints from the water aerobics women that our main manager took him in the office and basically said, You have to stop doing this, to which he started cussing her out. And we didn't see him for a long time until one day we're driving down the street and we see him walking and we yell out the window, Bob, and we start waving at him and he just flicks us off and this really gives us a really mad face. But, oh, nice. Oh, I forgot. I guess <laughs> Again, it's, it's almost hard to say this story because there's so much to it and I, you have to hear his accent. His, it, the accent is what made it. He would call the front desk for Ryan. Ryan was one of our front and leave messages for Ryan Four to five times a day. Just messages. Like voice messages. Just like wanting to talk to Ryan. Or like Ryan's my family. I just wanted to I won't call and say how good of a job Ryan's doing. Super weird. Super weird. <laughs> but this leads to one of my favorite moments ever. So we had a salesman who can make a perfect, like perfect Bob impersonation. So good. He called and left a voice message 
and we listened to it and we ended up playing a game how long before you knew it wasn't actually Bob. And it would take, it was a long, it was like a seven minute voice message. And it started out really normal, all of Bob's normal stuff. And then it would start getting a little different. And it was talking about how Bob had his girlfriend over and they had a really nice dinner and it, things got a little heated. And then it got really weird about how he Spider-Man on his girlfriend's back. And then you're like, wait, is this actually Bob? <laughs> and then it, we, oh. we had all of our employees come in and listen to this voice <laughs> message because it was just the salesman doing it. And it would take most people four or five minutes to realize it wasn't Bob. And he would, because it, it, it was about the sex, <laughs> the sex talk that you'd start realizing, oh, maybe this isn't Bob. Maybe this is someone else. But yeah, that's, that's Bob. Again, I, I, that probably was still interesting, but I can't give the full, it, it doesn't fully click unless you, you just understood his accent and how he talked. Yeah. All right. Well, I, yeah, that, that delivered polio faker who wants to have a barbecue with meat. He's stayed up from the homeless shelter. There's a lot of questions that maybe we should dive deeper into, but unfortunately I don't think we have Bob on call. All right. Well, that'll do it for two white lights. Two white lights will be at um, TSS winter games. Uh, this upcoming weekend and also be prepared to see us at a lot of TSS meets. Um, we have worked out a deal and I'm very proud to be a part of uh, a lot of these TSS meets. So we're going to have boosts there. We're going to be on the meat tees and all that good stuff. And I don't think there's um, a better gym really for hosting meets at a better place as far as TSS San Antonio and TSS Houston. Awesome meets perfectly ran always you're going to get some solid lifters going there as well because it's um texas you know houston and san antonio so gonna be a great atmosphere you guys are in that area make sure you are going to go tss houston this weekend and that will do it we'll see you guys next week peace